Hi there, I'm Dave Kelso. I'm your host for OnlineVisas.com, The Immigration Show. Here with me today, OnlineVisas.com CEO and lead attorney, Mr. John Veeley. John, how are you? I'm great, Dave. How are you? Well, it's fantastic to be here with you today. Yeah. I've been wanting to talk to you about this for a while. I know this is going to seem like a strange thing for me to say, but I want to talk to you about labor certification green cards. Not that okay? odd. Um, I want to talk about labor cert green cards yeah. for companies. They're also yep. called PERMs, yep. the labor cert process, and they're, they're the EB2, EB3 PERM. Permanent residency green cards. That's kind of what I'm curious about. Right. Can you take me through your process, the steps that companies mm -hmm. got to go through to do this? Okay. Well, um, all right. So let's start with what an EB2 and an EB3 are. Let's start there. Okay. So the EB2 are for um, advanced degree professionals. Mm -hmm. So master's degree, PhDs, or folks with five years or more experience. Okay. EB3s are for bachelor's degree holders, or even a skilled level. Mm -hmm. All right, now what goes into these uh, types of green cards, uh, permanent residency, green card, immigrants, those are all synonymous. Um, but to get one of these uh, uh, rights to live here permanently, um, the company has to um, advertise. That's what the PERM process is. Labor certification. They have, to, they have to do a labor certification. So what they're doing is they're gonna sample a job market mm -hmm. to find out if there's any Americans or green card holders um, that are willing or able to take the job. Okay. Okay. So they do this in kind of five different ways. But before we start sampling it, we have to make sure that you're that the job is going to offer the requisite amount of money, the prevailing wage. So the first step is to send a request to the National Prevailing Wage Center, mm -hmm. which these have been taking a long time, really? anywhere from about six weeks to six months, just to get this back. So a anyway, prevailing wage, it's a static number, right? It's a static How number. How come I can't look this data. up online? Well, you know, there actually, you can look up numbers that are similar to it online. The FLC Data Center was one we used for years before the National Prevailing Wage Center came out. But in any case, they won't accept that, so you have to send it to them, and that's just the way it goes. Okay. So anyway, when it, when that comes back, then you can start your advertising because you've got to know what the job is going to be offered. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of things you have to do. So um, the first thing that a company needs to do is determine what are the requirements for the job not just the duties. So the requirements are the things that, that are there so you can determine no Americans willing or able. Sure. So you don't want to just say has experience in something because mm -hmm. if they do it for one day, they have experience, don't they? So you want to come up with, you know, two years experience, right? Right. And in a particular skill set, mm -hmm. right? And then that needs to be substantiated by proof that, that, that the potential employee actually worked there, right? So letters from companies. Um, now they don't have to be still at the company, the person that writes the letter, uh, sometimes that happens, um, or somebody at the company that wasn't the person that overseen them can do it as well. Mm -hmm. um, also contracts or pay slips, things like that can right. help them. But the letter's really critical because it can talk about the specific skill, right? And that they had two years in this specific skill. Now, one of the things that you need to remember uh, that you know inexperienced folks don't, don't remember sometimes or don't know is that you can have five different skill sets. Mm -hmm. If you're saying that each of those five skill sets were learned concurrently, uh -huh. they don't have to be on top of each other. So it's not two years doing this skill and then the next two years doing this skill and the next two That's years. two years, not four. Yeah, so right. right. So you can say, you know, these four skills all learn concurrently in mm -hmm. one job or two or three jobs, whatever it is, right? So concurrently is a magic word. <laughs> okay, so, so finding out what you want the minimum requirements to be is really important. Um, and you have to sort of look at a few different things uh, because if you make it specifically to the potential employee, that's called tailoring. 
Right, and yeah, we can't do that can't because tailor. that's you're you're deliberately trying to keep. Yes, Americans you can't out of say this. I want a five foot ten guy with glasses mm -hmm. who has you know who speaks a foreign language. Now, right. foreign languages are are many times a uh, a red herring, right? A um, they are you know a red mark that that it will create an audit. So, if foreign language is a requirement of the job, there's a couple ways you can do it. Um, one is the clients speaking foreign language. Like mm -hmm. we had once a, a young lady that uh, worked for a bank that had branches uh, around Central and South America, and she mm -hmm. needed to communicate with them. Um, it wasn't just her mere ability to speak Spanish that was important. It was her financial background and experience in there, but speaking mm -hmm. Spanish was also and a requirement. speaking Spanish. Right. So those are things to know, right? Now, if you have something like that, one of these you know, uh, red flags, mm -hmm. um, you need to put it in what's called the business necessity uh, part of the sure. labor cert form, so those are things to to uh, to look at too. So we're ready to start advertising. We need to look at a couple things. One, how has the company advertised for the job before? Okay. So if the company has always been advertising that hey, you just need a bachelor's degree, no experience required. Now asking for two more years experience right. or a master's degree could that's you know, unreasonable. Could be a problem. Sure. Yeah, it could be a problem. So you need to look at it and say, okay, what's different about this job than those other jobs? Okay. Might be because it's a managerial job. Maybe you got a big contract with somebody that has some very sophisticated things and you need to have that in right. there. So it's not a it's not a no, you just need to be able to know those things. Um, the next thing is um, maybe certifications, right? So if somebody is certified in, I don't know, some skill that they went out and got uh, from some uh, association, right. you can use that. Um, now, there is an exception to using experience and uh, these certifications. That is if the company hired that individual on an H-1B visa, mm -hmm. right, and then they obtained that experience and those certifications working for that company. Can't use that. The reason behind it is that they could have trained an American to do that. Sure. Right? That's the logic behind it. It is what it is. And it kind of makes sense. Well, it does. So, so what they... You can use it if the job they're going to be in is 50% different than the job they were in, right? Okay. But that's a question, and when there's a question, sometimes there's a problem. So you need to look at that closely. You could have related companies where they could have worked for company A, gotten the experience, and now they're mm -hmm. going to work for company B, and that's okay. All right, so those are exceptions to okay. the exceptions, right? So this is what lawyers do. This is what <laughs> this is what we need you for. That's right. So in any case, um, after we've gone through the, the requirements, we now have a... Uh, we, now we've talked about it, requirements, we have these requirements based on education, um, uh, maybe a, a bachelor's degree in something. Sure. It needs to be open to related fields though, right? So if you have computer science, you need to put in a related field. So okay. if somebody has um, computer engineering, something that's somewhat similar to it and, and can draw from that, you got to let right. those people come to. Okay, so you have uh, the you have your employment uh, background. You know, a couple of years maybe you have your uh, your experience and you have your certification. You're going to look at we've just said your what you've done. You can also look at what other companies do. Go to Monster.com, right. Indeed, any of those things, sure. and look at how are other companies. Uh, how is this for, commonly done? Yeah, how many? You know, what's their experience needed? And then the third is called an SVP rating, and this is what a lot of inexperienced attorneys don't realize is out there. So the SVP rating is standard vocational preparation. Okay. So the Department of Labor says for this type of degree, you know, it might be a bachelor's plus two years experience or a master's degree. Sure. So if you're saying a bachelor's plus five years experience. That's a problem. It can be. Um, business necessity, we talked about it a minute ago. You can say, look, we are a bank um, and we're building some financial software. 
uh, for Fortune 500 companies that we need blockchain and all this really advanced technology because these guys are putting you know millions if not mm -hmm. billions into our bank. Can't just have two years experience. Right. Got to have five years experience right. to do this sort of thing, right? And and we have others that have done it. And but you know needs to make sense, and that's what you do. But if you don't know that the SVP ratings out there, and you're just like, oh, this person has seven years experience. Let's let's ask for seven years experience. Then you'll get an audit that'll say, can you you know tell us the business necessity for this? Justify seven years. Right, and it's hard to do that not going through this in the strategy mm -hmm. at the beginning right. because. You know, you just got to think about that. Say. You don't know what to say, and it's hard to answer that question from that point. So, so thinking about those different things when you're coming up, your requirements are important. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've got the requirements now. We know what the prevailing wage is. Now we need to advertise. Now we need to advertise. Uh -oh. Okay, so um, there's five ways to do this, right? right? So there's three that are called mandatory. One is uh, the state workforce agency. 30 days, it goes into that. Some state workforce agencies uh, require you to put in the, the, uh, the salary. Mm -hmm. Some do not. Um, the other is posting it at the location, the work location. Like in the conference room or the break room. Yeah, something's kind of conspicuous. Where it usually yeah, is. Yeah, not behind a bathroom door. Sure. Right? Um, and then it needs to, that needs to stay up and, uh, and then is signed off and, uh, and, and that needs to have salary in it for sure. Okay, so the, your workers at your company need to know right. that this job is there. And then, um, and then the third uh, one is two uh, Sunday newspapers ads uh, in the largest uh, newspaper um, in the metropolitan statistical area. This sounds like an expensive process. It can be. It can be a few thousand dollars to do this, and that has to be paid for by the company, mm -hmm. right? And this whole process has to be managed by the company, not the intending uh, foreign national. And sometimes a foreign national will come to us and say, "Hey, I got a company that will sponsor me for the green card," and we'll say, "That's great. Um, Get good them job. To call us." Well, we we can call them, but we we need to have that relationship with them. They need to be in charge of that process. They need to be the people that are looking at the, uh, right. the resumes that come in. Okay. So you run those three, and then uh, then there's a, a, about three more that you need to do, and and there's like eight choices. Sure. Right. So you can spend a lot of money on a, a TV ad or a radio ad. Not a lot mm -hmm. of people do that, but a trade journal uh, sure, is good. That makes sense. A, another uh, local newspaper can work. Um, you can put it on your own website, outward facing on your own website. Right. Right. Um, and uh, there are some. Schools will have job fairs. There's right, a number right, of right, different right. things you can go through to pick these out, right? So when you get all of those, um, the the longest one is 30 days. So you can run lots of them in that 30 days, mm -hmm. um, and then there's a 30 day quiet period. One of those can run into the quiet period, and and when and then it's during those those 30 days in a quiet period that the company is accepting the. Uh, Applications, applications and setting up interviews and all that. Right. So when they get the applications, uh, that somebody at the company has to look at them and make the decision. They can't just send it directly to the lawyers. But the lawyers can talk to them about it okay. right, and determine, do you think this person meets the minimum qualifications? And if they do, then you have to have the interview. When you have the interview, to ask them if they really do have it, right? Yeah. A lot of people puff their resumes. Now, they don't really have a year of experience. Really? Yeah, I know. Shocking. Shocking. Right. So, in any case, uh, when, when that's done, now, sometimes companies will say, we need a number of people, or, um, you know, if others come forward, we'll hire them, too. Mm -hmm. So, if an American comes forward or a green card holder comes forward, um, they don't have to hire them, but if they don't hire them and they meet the minimum requirements, they can't hire that foreign national right. that they're intending. And if, if they, they hire the foreign national, they got to hire the other guy too. Well, other way around. If they hire the other guy, then they can hire the foreign national. Okay. Right. Um, 
and, and then that's the situation. So um, once you get past that, and if there are nobody that aren't any people that come forward um, that they don't hire, then they file that with uh, the Department of Labor. Sure. And that's called the Labor Certification or okay. Labor Cert, and that's a nine, DS-989. And, uh, and you fill it in and... Uh, um, you know, uh, you, you note the business necessity we talked about, mm -hmm. and that takes about six months. Lord. Right. Well, this is a slow process. And then when that comes back, then you can file the I-140, which is what USCIS, and that's when you put in the evidence that the employee meets the qualifications, right? That they have the requisite experience sure. and education, stuff like that. Now, that is the, not the time to ask them if they have the experience. <laughs> Or to get the proof of it, right? So you right. may have asked them if they had the experience back when you were running the ads. And they come forward and they go, you know what? I can't get a letter. I can't get any proof of that. Because if they don't meet their qualifications, they can't get the green card either. Exactly. Right? Or, or the job. So um, at that time, you want to already have those letters. So you mm -hmm. have this all kind of put together. And when the when the uh, labor cert comes back approved, off you go to the, is the I-140. Now, um, priority dates is an issue that is tricky for some countries. Right now is an excellent time to file these green cards because so many countries are current, meaning you can file the I-140 and the adjustment of status, which is the process that allows you to move from like an H-1B visa or another visa. Yeah, the EB-2 or EB-3. Right. Um, and then if you can do that, then in about seven months, four to seven months, um, you'll get a, 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 a work document um, working card, EAD is what's called, Employment Authorization Document, and a travel card, also called Advanced Parole. Uh, but the whole process can take as quickly as six months. Right. So you can kind of do those things together. You can file the I-140 with premium processing will be two weeks, and a lot of people think that means everything. It only means this one form. Right. So the other part takes longer. Um, but if you have somebody who's out of the country, you might want to do the premium processing on I-140 because then they can do their consular processing, which is... The approval gets sent out to the National Visa Center, which then sets an appointment in their home country. Okay. They go in for an interview, and then they come in. So right now, it's taking, with, with all those th that time, you're looking at about a year and a half, maybe right. two years. There's a lot of different pieces to go. Now, priority dates we talked about for some countries is much longer, yeah. right? So India uh, is, 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 is slow right now. China's slow right now. They're backlogged. You Define know. slow. Uh, you know, seven years. How is a company supposed to know that they need to hire somebody six months from now, two years from now, seven years from now? Well, a lot of companies will they're, they're, they recruit foreign talent because foreign talent is really good in their in their area and they need it, right? In the tech industry in particular, but not limited to them. Medicine, higher education, sure. things like that. Now, the H one B visa is six years, but if you file the initiate the labor certification process for the perm before the end of the fifth year, mm -hmm. then you can extend the H-1B visa in one-year increments until the I-140 component gets approved. Then you can do it in three-year increments. Okay. And then what they've done for, for those folks is their spouses of, of those H-1B holders, mm -hmm. called H-4s, can get EAD cards. Right. Right. So they can have two incomes. So working. the wife can work, too, while or you're husband, out there trying you know, to survive in Menlo Park, California. We have a number of people on EADs that will open companies. <laughs> You know, right. they're entrepreneurs hiring, hiring lots of Americans. Right. So, so those are the things. So that, in a, in a nutshell, that's that's the process right there. Um, it's it's complicated. It's hard. There's a lot of ways to mess it up. There's a lot of trap doors. Um, so, you know, working with companies to, to to know how to get through that thing is uh, is what we do. And 
And uh, we, it we sounds like you're very necessary in this because while you were explaining this process, I hear lots of, well, yeah, it could, but it doesn't have to. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, but no. <laughs> yes, but maybe. So it sounds like a good immigration attorney is, is not just recommended, but probably required. Very few companies that we know of do this without them, but some do, right? Um, they, 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 they may do so many, they have an entire internal process. But, right. you know, online visas is, is support to those uh, folks as well. Right. You know, we work with a lot of companies, they'll get an, an odd, weird case, and we'll come in and help on those. So, um, you know, whether experienced or not, it, it's tough, and, and, and being advised on that is always a good idea. But we often do lots of them A to Z. Well, let's, let's, let's give the call to action here. If I'm a frantic HR director and I need to talk to somebody about EB, twos and EB3s and maybe right. I want to get the labor cert process going with somebody, how do I get a hold of you to do that? Well, come check out onlinevisas.com. If you go there and you look at uh, visas, you can see a breakdown of each of the different types of visas. So mm -hmm. go to EB2, EB3 visa. We have videos. We have these things on there. Um, uh, articles. Sure. Um, come, come check that out. Um, or contact us and set up a strategy session from there. We're glad to talk to your company. Glad to show you how we do what we do and, and love to work with you. Glad to talk to the individual who just doesn't know, you know, what you, what they should do. Right. And those strategy sessions are free as well. Um, or you can email me, John at VLEELAW.com. That's J-O-N at V-E-L-I-E-L-A-W.com. Phone number is 405-310-4333. And, uh, you know, check us out. Of course, you can also find us on YouTube. Please subscribe if you're watching there. Follow us on Facebook. And we've got a LinkedIn page as well. All of that here on the screen. For OnlineVisas.com, The Immigration Show, I'm your host, Dave Kelso. That's John Veely. Thanks for watching. Thank you.